Welcome to the Cedar Small Business and Industry Assistance podcast series. Today's topic is the FEARS public dashboard and its value to the pharmaceutical industry. The FDA has made strides in improving transparency and data access and has implemented tools to allow the pharmaceutical industry and the public to transform raw data into usable information. It's been eight months since FDA launched one of these tools, the FDA Adverse Event Reporting System, or FAIRS, Public Dashboard. In this podcast, the architects of the FAIRS Public Dashboard, Deputy Director of the Regulatory Science Staff, Saranjan Day, and Acting Team Lead in Regulatory Science Information, Sanjay Sahu, both from CEDAR's Office of Surveillance and Epidemiology, will discuss their work with this new online tool. Saranjan and Sanjay, tell us, what is the FAIRS Public Dashboard? So before we start, you know, just to let uh, what FAIRS is, FAIRS is a uh, FDA adverse event reporting system. FAIRS is a database that contains adverse event reports, medication error reports, and product quality complaints resulting in adverse events that were submitted to FDA regarding drugs and therapeutic biologics. These reports are submitted voluntarily by the public via the MedWatch program and are required to be submitted by the pharmaceutical industry as per uh, FDA guidelines and the regulations. The FAIRS public dashboard is specifically designed for the public to access and view the FAIRS data in a customizable way and in a searchable format. So it's an easy access to the public in order to do their searches for the drugs they are taking and they can get the information quickly. So it allows users to view the summary of the adverse event report received from 1968 to the present or for a specific time frame, they can able to filter those searches. It is much more designed for the public use and it is open for the public around the world. Yeah, I think along with the public, I think we'll come about talking a little more also about how uh, the pharmaceutical industry or the sponsors could use this data. And as you know, this since it is a site which can be kind of used uh, where people can just go and do a search with so many different criterias. So that kind of makes it a little more intuitive. And then we will still talk about some things about how you can get the data if you want to use the data. So as we go through our talk, you will actually hear about the usefulness of this, both from the consumer or the healthcare professional who wants to use this data, but also the pharmaceutical industry who want to then search and use this data. How is the FAIRS public dashboard different from the FAIRS quarterly data, extract files, open FDA, and Freedom of Information Act or FOIA requests? All right, so the three actually ways to access the FAIRS data. Method one is the FAIRS public dashboard. So if you look at the FAIRS public dashboard, it's more interactive tool, right? It basically is because it's interactive. Now you have the features to do some frequency counts. You are able to see a summarized view of a chart or a table. Basically, you don't have to really manipulate the data to get to some answer. The tool actually provides you these features to directly filter the data and to view the results out of it. So it aggregates the information versus you have the fair quarterly data extract. So as it sounds, data extract, they are data files, right? And they come in two forms, I would say. One is an ASCII-based form, and then one is an XML-based form. These data sets are posted quarterly, as the FAIRS public dashboard is also posted quarterly. 
The difference here is these are data files. Somebody has to download it and build a database out of it and then put a tool over it to see data as we see on the public dashboard. So you see the difference here, how it differentiates. And finally, the open FDA is another method of extracting the data and it has a whole different format, which they call the JSON format. The time frame of this data is still the same, except that you have a now a new, another format by which you can see the data. The Open FDA also gives you some little feature to filter your data, to add some criteria, and it is more an API based uh, where somebody can give a call and extract the data. That's where the differences between these three data sets are. Just to add uh, what Suranjan just mentioned, the other way to get to the data is called FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, which give uh, the public to uh, make a request the search they have made through these uh, different data sources uh, they find in a public dashboard. So if they identify some of the adverse events with the case numbers, so uh, users can note down those case numbers and make a request to the FOIA office to get the details about those adverse events. So that's the way uh, these are the different outlets to get to the FAIRS data. How current are the data in the FAIRS public dashboard? We did a upgrade to our data uh, this month. So the data is uh, from 1968 to 31st March 2018. So the 31st March 2018 is the first quarter of 2018 data. So you have access through the system to, for the FAIRS public dashboard, the entire 1968 to 31st March 2018. But in case of the quarterly data extract, as the data files are posted, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Suranjan, I think it is from 2004 to 31st March 2018. And recently, another thing we did is it is uh, much more public need to know about this is that we did a data sync up of the date, the March 31st, 2018. So it is exactly the same date. FAIRS public dashboard, it represents the same data time frame, uh, open FDA and the quarterly data extract. Yeah, and just to add to that, previously what used to happen is that typically we used to have about six months of a gap between the data we used to post on the quarterly data extract. So the idea is that moving forward, we want to close that gap and more data is available quicker, sooner. The idea would be that we would post the data for, let's say, the first quarter, which is January through March by end of April. And then when we have April to June by end of July, and so on. So that what it does is you get the data more recent and then the public as well as the industry is able to utilize the data sooner and not have a lag. Well, just how many reports does the FAIRS public dashboard contain? The database itself uh, has a little more than about 15 million reports and from 1968 to current May 31st, 2018, and we are receiving close to about 1.8 million reports per year. And this number of 1.8 million was something which we, we did some analysis, which was for 2017. Uh, we have a growth rate of almost about 15%. So with that, we're expecting that by end of 2018, we would probably hit about close to 1.9 to 2 million. So that's the volume which we're getting the data in. Is it possible to download or export data from the FAIRS public dashboard? 
The answer is yes. Currently, use, you know, user can able to download the data to Excel spreadsheet. And as everyone knows about Excel has its own limitation, how much maximum volume of the data they can download to that Excel spreadsheet. So we kept a limitation of 100,000 lines of a line listing of the data they can able to download to Excel. Also, every component in that dashboard, like it's a image or it's a graph or it's a table, they can do a right click on that in the mouse and, uh, and able to download to a image file or to a PDF file or to a Excel spreadsheet. So now it is much more flexible and it's easy to our public users uh, able to get the data to their disk space. In fact, to add to that, one other big reason why we have limited that, it also is because this is a public site, you will have many, many, many people hitting the website every day, every hour. And if people start downloading data in huge bulk, you know, that may cause a huge issue with our performance of the tool and we may, you know, face some big technical challenges. One good way, just a suggestion for people to uh, download data is especially where we have the line listing of reports, there are a lot of filter conditions given there. You can apply different kind of filter condition, maybe from year one to year two, or year one to year three, or year one to year three, and uh, for a particular type of reaction. You can apply many of these conditions and can filter out the data, which will get you a number which is below 100,000, and then you can then export the data out from the tool. So some of these tips and tricks are important to know. And once you start playing with it and you start using it, you will become familiar with that. And data export is just a little piece of cake. Can the user conduct reverse searches, such as searching by adverse event rather than by drug? Yes. So this is a new feature which was added very recently. When we released the first time, uh, you could only search on a single product, just one product, and you do the search. The recent release has two major changes. One, you can search now by multiple products, up to five. Now again, you have to remember, based on the performance of the tool, there's a limitation we are set to five products at a time. So you can either search by product or by reactions. If you search by product, you have a limit of five products at the same time. If you do by reactions, you again have a limit of five reactions. Now, this feature of searching by reaction was never there. And that was some request we had got from the feedback we had received from people uh, using this site. So yes, we now have the uh, reverse searches where you can now search by adverse event and rather than by the drugs. Yeah, just to add what Suranjan mentioned, uh, this is much more user-friendly. Even if you selected five products and you can able to deselect the one of the two of products if you accidentally add to your list. So that uh, when you play around, it's just a click of a, a mouse button. So you select, deselect, and then run the search. Also, we have added a go button in the search, uh, which was not there before. And that go button, it will take uh, directly to the result sets. And when you are in the result sets, let's say you have added three products. Initially, you search and you would like to add another product in the right hand side on the top. Also, you can able to add another product to the list and search again. So I know you've talked a little about it, but can you describe some of the limitations of the Ferris Public Dashboard? 
So to saying that you know it is as the fierce public dashboard is it's a very extremely valuable tool for the public to use it but every tool has its own limitations uh, both in the data set both with the technology you know and there are many uh, ways but the one of those limitations which i can talk about is the current design doesn't support searching on more than five products which i just mentioned before or five generic names or five reactions so that's a limitation at this moment to limit the search results to uh, make it to 100000 uh, but eventually we are working to remove that limitation in the future the second one i can talk about the current design doesn't support a search using both a drug or a specific event that means if a drug tylenol plus fever you can only search by drugs or by the adverse events some more additional things which we have is you have to remember there are certain limitations of this data itself one is the limitations of the tool right one is the limitation of the data which is displayed in this tool uh, so you have to remember that the information of this report reflects only the reporter's observation and opinion this is what the reporter said this is what we got and that is what we are presenting there and they have not been medically confirmed and there is no certainty that a specified drug caused the reaction that's very important to know okay third thing the narrative of the story or the narrative of a particular report is not presented in this dashboard there's a lot of insider information or important information which is in these narratives and the reason why we don't post the narratives is because of personal identifiable information based on what we post and the redacted data which we post you cannot take a decision on hey this drug caused this event or that drug caused that event no that cannot be done so the causal relationship cannot be directly established by just looking at the data which is in the public dashboard another thing is that many times we have data which is uh, the cases or the reports are duplicate now how can we say the report is duplicate let's say a patient reports directly to fda which comes as a voluntary report the patient also reports to the doctor about this the doctor sends a report to fda the doctor also reports to the industry or to the pharmaceutical company they also send a report to us now you see on the same patient you have got three reports in our system now as i said at start that these reports reflect only the reporter's observation and opinion that's why all these three reports are put on the dashboard so it's very important to know yes you there will be duplicates and the last and important thing is that when a consumer sends a report there may be a lot of information which is incomplete versus a report which is sent from the pharmaceutical company they may have done their due diligence they may have talked to the reporter they may have talked to the consumer or the patient and got more information versus consumer sending us may have very limited information in there so these are some of the important key points we need to consider before taking any decisions on a particular product or the particular the reports which are in the fair's public dashboard Eventually, will there be an analysis of the adverse reports to determine causality? Uh the answer is no. So as Suranjan just uh, mentioned about the limitations of this dashboard and the data is uh, included in the dashboard in a redacted format at the case level. So it's what you are going to see is mostly the aggregated data set and the line listing of few data points which is already redacted and it published in the quarterly data extract. So another important thing to note 
is the fares data cannot, very important, cannot be used to calculate the incidence of an adverse event or a medication error. It's another important point to consider and to keep a note of. And very often, this adverse event reports, when they come in, they don't have a denominator. So you just can't say, hey, I see, you know, five hospitalized report. Yeah, against what? We don't know if there was 5,000 prescriptions given out or 50,000 prescriptions given out. So as we don't have denominators for this, uh, you just cannot do incidence rates by looking at the FAIRS public dashboard. Are there future plans to verify reports or to deduplicate the reports? As we received the report as is from the uh, public uh, consumers or healthcare professionals or from the industry, and we published that information for the transparency purpose to public um, as is the way we received it. So uh, adding to that, deduplication, it's a whole science which has to be done from our uh, internal review perspective Yes, some level of deduplication is done. I mean, there should not be misconception. We don't do any deduplication. Some level of deduplication is done. But for the public data, as I said, we post the data as it has come. Now, one last important thing about this is sometimes when company sends a report, they realize it is not their product. Once they realize it is not their product, they want to nullify that report or they want to remove that report from a database because it's not their responsibility. And they may have sent that report to the company who is responsible for that product. Now, it will be the other company's responsibility. So they want to nullify their case with the assumption that the other company is going to submit their new case into our fares. So when cases are nullified, it's important also to know that the fares public dashboard in the next coming quarter will not have that case. But what today what happens with quarterly data extract, because it's data which you have downloaded and created your own database, you do not have the information that this case was nullified. Because you'll go to the next quarter and the next quarter, those quarters, these cases won't be there. Because the two reasons, one is either the case got nullified or if there was no update to an existing case, okay, it would not show up in the next quarter. So you don't know the case was nullified or there was no information. So the case still stays in your database, which you have built, right? Now, if for those you want to try to compare your own database with the FAIRS public dashboard, you will see a difference. And that's very important to note. We have got questions about these saying that the FAIRS quarterly data extract, the number of cases there does not match with the number of cases for a product which a user searched in the FAIRS public dashboard. And the one of the biggest reason is because of case nullification. So, gentlemen, can you tell me what type of feedback has FDA received from the pharmaceutical industry representatives on how they're using the FAIRS public dashboard data or how they anticipate it may help them in the drug development process? All right. So now anybody can run real-time queries and search with their own data filters and put their own specification and get a result out, right? So this is useful for the pharmaceutical industry. And how? They can run a query on their drug, get some frequency counts. They can run a query by saying, hey, let me look at this drug or let me look at this report type or let me look at this reporter, which from where these reports, most of the reports are coming from, which region and where, what kind of reports are, how many reports are serious reports versus non-serious reports? Uh, when was this reported? What kind of demographic is reporting this and many more? So now they have all these criteria they can apply to get the reports they're most interested in 
and export this out because now you have an export feature, right? So this data is useful for the analysis of adverse event for what? For broad patient population because now you have elderly, children, pregnant women and so on. Events with rare background rates and low frequencies. Events that occur shortly after exposure. Detection of adverse events that was not seen in clinical trials and then identification of reporting trends, because now you can see by year. So you can see that what the reporting trends are for the product, especially when the product is newly launched in the market. So they can see this data and the trends and then see what population is at more risk, because now you can see by gender, you can see by demographic, you can see by age group and so on and so forth. Then also look at the clinically uh, significant emerging safety concerns. These are some of these um, key things which pharmaceutical companies can actually use this data to see. Of course, most important, this data does not give you the causal relationship. So uh, that's great, Suranjan. So just to add to more what Suranjan just mentioned, industry is really finding this FAIRS public dashboard is valuable to them, uh, helping them to identify the gaps in the reporting in the sense of one example is the report which is consumer is sending to FDA directly. They do not have access to that. The information they do not have access to, some of the companies, they are enrolled to a program called MMP, a Manufacturer to Medwatch program. Through those programs, they are able to access to those kind of direct reports they can request for, but they cannot identify previously that which reports are direct reports and which reports for our products you need to have access to. So with this uh, first public dashboard, it made so easy to see those reports which is submitted to FDA directly and they can request through our FOIA program uh, or through a MMP program to get access to the detail. So that's uh, really a great advantage for the sponsors to remove those gaps uh, which was previously through the quarterly data extract. And finally, as we know, that FAIR's public dashboard, the whole purpose was what? Transparency, right? And Transparency and safety data analysis tools are essential for helping industry detect and analyze details of safety signals. Uh, and that's what the FAIRS public dashboard gives you. So the data which is available there is a source for the pharmaceutical industry to probably identify and look at maybe a potential signal and look at data which they may not have. And last, to reconcile the reports they have already submitted to know, hey, did I submit my report? Do I see my report in the FAIRS public dashboard? And as you see my report, that they can reconcile to say, hey, they were submitted and I see these reports in there. Here's my last question. Have you received any industry feedback regarding the changes to the database? Oh, yes. There's a few changes we mentioned. You know, first, searching by adverse event. That was a feedback which we got. Also, we have uh, received feedback about some ways how we can make this data more useful for consumers so that people do not look at this data and have a misconception about this data or look at some data points in this data and change their pattern of medications they are taking. Uh, most important thing, which I did not mention, which I would like to mention here, it's very important that the patients go back to their healthcare professional once they see something on this website and just not harshly take a decision about uh, the medication which they are taking. And finally, our website itself, which is our FAIRS public dashboard itself, has got a feedback link. 
And just to add what Suranjan mentioned, it's very uh, critical. The other aspect which I just wanted to mention about technology upgrades. So we are constantly looking into the technology upgrade to make it more user-friendly, performance-wise improve. Also, uh, how sustainable it is going forward down the line, another 20 to 25 years, you know, make it robust so that our public should be able to get access to the information quickly and uh, through their uh, handheld device, uh, through their uh, laptops, you know, Anywhere in the world they go, they should be able to access that information. So we keep constantly looking into technology upgrades. Also, there are many ways to access this website. One way of accessing this website is going into the drug safety drop-down bar at www.fda.gov forward slash cedar SBIA. And if you have any questions, you view the FAQ section. Uh, there's a good FAQ section now. They have been nicely organized and grouped where it talks about technical question versus general questions. And you can also reach out to Cedar Small Business and Industry Assistance at cedarsbia at fda.hhs.gov. A link to the SBIA Chronicles and more information about Cedar's SBIA program may be found at www.fda.gov/cedarsbia. Thanks for tuning in.